Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. How's it going? How's May treating you? Wonderful, I hope. I hope that wherever you're at, the weather is starting to be pleasant for outdoor activities. We certainly are enjoying that down here in North Florida. In this weirdest of all possible weird employment climates, a number of my clients have come to me and also prospects have reached out to me to ask about whether they need additional education or credentials, whether that's going to get them where they want to get. And I want to talk about this today in a way that will hopefully make it obvious for you to know the answer for yourself. Obviously, I'm not capable of saying you with this specific situation and your specific existing credentials, this is what you should do. I'm speaking to a mass of people, but I want to give you some sort of guideposts, if you will, to think about this. I want to remind you that I offer a monthly job search masterclass. It's on the third Thursday of every month, always at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. The link to register, which you do need to register to, to show up, is in the show notes. And I hope you'll join us. We cover a variety of job search-related topics. It's one hour. You have a chance to ask questions and get feedback and all of that. So it's really fantastic. I think what's happening with this issue of education and credentials is that it's, in some cases, a bit of a knee-jerk. We are, as I said at the outset, we are in the weirdest of all possible weird job search landscapes. And people are, on one hand, frustrated and on the other hand, confused by by the fact that they're not getting a new job sort of immediately. They've read the headlines. They understand that there's an employment shortage, that it really is a seller's market, meaning the employees are really kind of running the show, but they really aren't running the show. And I think that's what's confusing people. There's so much inefficiency, a lot of frustration with people in the hoops that they're being asked to jump through to get jobs. There's a lot of ghosting going on with recruiters. And all of this is leading people to think, well, maybe it's me. Maybe if I had more education and credentials, I could get this job that I want. And maybe that's true. So again, we're going to talk about some guideposts around that. But maybe it's just simply that you are in a very inefficient and sort of, to a certain degree, a little bit of uncharted waters here when it comes to the job search. What I'm seeing is that the pendulum is swinging in terms of education. 
because employers are finding it too difficult to fill many positions, they are increasingly looking more broadly for candidates. So what used to require a master's degree might not, what used to require a bachelor's degree might not, that kind of thing. And it can be the same with credentials. The company may be willing to pay for certain credentials just to get the right person in the door, get the position filled, and, and get on with things. And so what this is saying is that people who might have automatically been excluded from a candidate pool by the applicant tracking system based on the lack of a certain credential or degree showing up on their resume, now they're oftentimes, it's, I think of it as kind of a sliding scale. If you have this much education, then you only need this much experience. But if you have less education than that, you need more experience and it sort of works that way. Of course, attorneys still need to have a JD and engineers still need to have engineering degrees, those kinds of things. But again, many roles that in the past would have required a certain degree of education is now allowing a substitution of experience. And the people that reach out to me with these questions about education and experience and and credentials are often doing so, again, as I said, because their job search has been ineffective thus far. And with those individuals, I ask a series of questions to determine where the problem is. Are they, how many applications are they putting out? How many interviews have they had from those applications? How many offers have they had from those interviews? And that's going to really give me an indication of whether it's credentials, whether it's their interviewing skills, whether it's their resume, where is the problem in their job search? And when we aren't getting responses to our applications, we automatically want to start, you know, kind of finding a reason. So some people I see, they start to tweak their resume, kind of ad nauseum. Other people will, I love this, I'll ask people, so, you know, what are you doing for your job search? And they'll say, well, I'm looking on job boards. And I said, how's that working? No response, no interviews, nothing, nothing's happening. And I say, so what are you doing to solve for this problem? And they invariably say, I apply to more jobs online. So I found the thing that doesn't work that is completely ineffective for me. So I'm going to double down on it instead of looking at perhaps other strategies that I could use. So when you start going for quantity over quality, there's a couple of problems. Obviously, you're applying for jobs you really don't want, so the energy is all wrong. But secondly, you are coming at this job search from a place of lack, from scarcity, as opposed to having an abundance mindset of, I'm going to be selective because I can be and I should be, and the right position, the right company will recognize my genius and will want me to be a part. Instead, we get really graspy and needy, and and of course, that comes over. If we do get an interview, we have that energy in the interview as well. Here's the exercise that I tell people to do in this situation, and I would encourage you to do it as well if you are concerned about whether you're lacking some needed education or credential. Find eight to 10 job postings that you're interested in. It could be ones that you've already applied for. And I want you to look at those and really analyze what are they requiring and or preferring in terms of education credentials. When you have eight to 10 jobs, you have enough of a mass that you can do some analysis about this. And 
So step one is, of course, you have to get the job description. Then second of all, maybe you have a column of education and a column of credentials and you just jot down. So if you see, you know, bachelor's degree required, you put that as a requirement and you might have it. You might have it kind of matrixed out to where there are required qualifications and preferred qualifications. So anytime you see something like you should have the PMP designation or you should have the, you know, the credential for human resources resources or whatever your field is in, what are you seeing in terms of credentials? And which of those, then the next step is, of course, what do you have relative to what you're seeing and where are you falling short? Consider anomalous data. So if you've got nine out of your 10 job postings are saying that a bachelor's degree is fine and you're seeing one that is requiring a master's, then chances are good that you're going to see that same kind of ratio if you were to take a bigger sample size. Nine out of 10 jobs, bachelor's is fine. Obviously, if I don't have a master's degree, I'm pro- and they're saying it's required as opposed to preferred, I'm probably not going to apply for those jobs. What this does for you is this takes you out of that guessing and puts you into facts. And if you still aren't sure based on that research, you could certainly look at more job descriptions, but it might be time at that point to talk to hiring managers within your network. So people who hire people like you doesn't mean that you want to work for them. They could be friends of yours, family members, but get some idea from them as to what they are seeing, what they are hiring for in their organizations. For many employers, just beginning to get the credential is sufficient. So if you see data, let's just take the PMP, which is the project management professional designation. That seems to be the individual credential that I get the most questions about. If nine out of 10, or I would say seven out of 10 of your jobs are saying PMP strongly preferred, PMP required, something like that, then look into what it would take for you to get started on that process. Because for many employers, especially with a credential, starting the process is enough. What do I mean by that? Well, it's a little bit trickier with a degree because if you just start a degree and it's a bachelor's degree, you're going to be working on it for a very long time. So there's probably no benefit to the organization for you starting a bachelor's degree in terms of your qualifications for hiring. But for a credential, which typically is a fairly short and compact time frame, starting that process can often be enough. And if the shortfall is a formal degree, as I said, longer term commitment. So what you may want to do is look at jobs that will require or or allow the amount of education that you have, and then the company would support that degree. Or whether it's a master's degree, you know, most most companies won't, they won't stop if you want to get a master's degree, they'll allow that as well. Different companies work different ways. Some have a pile of money that you get to use each year. Others, it just works different ways. You'll have to look into it. But that could be a way to get the financial support for the bigger financial commitment of a degree. I want to give a final word on this topic, and this is this. Networking is always important in the job search. I preach it plenty on this on this podcast. I preach it to my clients. I teach my clients what I call the bow and arrow method of, of networking. And, and so it's very much a part of my vernacular. When you are lacking a credential 
or an education that is widely required for a position, the networking becomes even more important because if that's a, a credential that is, you're seeing it in seven, eight, nine, ten 10 out of 10 jobs, then, you know, there's an issue there. When you can network and establish a relationship with a hiring manager and a connection with the mission of the organization, with what your strengths are that you bring to the organization, many times something that would otherwise be considered required can be substituted in some way because they're looking at you as the right fit for the organization as opposed to comparing you to a laundry list of qualifications that they made up and also comparing you to what 350 or 400 other candidates so whenever you can have those conversations especially when no position is posted and you're strictly talking about your fit with the organization you're going to substantially increase your chances of the employer being interested in you despite that perceived shortcoming and willing to make concessions for that credential or education that you don't have. So I hope that this gives you some sort of food for thought about this. Again, eight to 10 job postings that are obvious, logical next steps for you. So we're not talking about, I eventually want to be a vice president, so what am I going to need to be? Now, that's a different conversation. That's a long-range career planning topic. Today, we're talking about your next step And do you need additional education or credentials for it? Because again, this is a question that I'm hearing from a lot of my clients who are, I think, in many cases reacting to confusion over why they're not getting snapped up in a job market that they know to be a seller's market. And the fact of the matter is there's a whole lot of confusion going on at the corporate level about how how they're hiring who they're hiring, in some cases, company focuses have changed because of COVID, what the product or service that they make, the way that they provide that product or service has changed. There has been, because of the great resignation, this huge turnover in many companies, and companies are scrambling to figure out who do we need, what are the skill sets, what are the competencies that we need to, in many cases, rebuild from the ground up because of all the loss we've suffered. I hope this gives you a little bit more of a data-based perspective on what could be going on when you're not getting the responses that you think you should be getting to the applications that you're applying for. Now, there's always other strategies like the plus one approach, which I've talked about on this podcast before. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go find one of the episodes where I talk about it. It's pretty prevalent. But there are other things you can do to increase your likelihood of getting that interview. Today, I specifically wanted to talk about the credential and the education piece. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it gives you some food for thought. And I will talk to you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.